0: Hello, welcome to episode number 306 of the Apollo Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by AIXDSP.com. Get affordable and useful plugins for your digital audio workstation, which is called a DAW. Get the IC Intuition Compressor. It's a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times. Click the link in the description for more information. If you want to support my work on Patreon, you can go there. Go to patreon.com slash That's patreo ncom slash A-P-O-L-O-G-U-E. Apolog. You can pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with my hosting and gas fees. And my hosting fees are going up, unfortunately. They're going up. And you can cancel any time. Go buy a t-shirt or some music at the appellock.ca slash shop location. iTunes, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Give it five stars, please. Like and share on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash pod Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simonhead666. Today on the show, I have the Real Sickies band based out of Edmonton. They have been on the show before, actually. Whoever might remember this, three years ago uh two thousand eighteen. They were they tuned in from somewhere, I think in the, in the mountains from the side of their side of the road, you know, when they propped up their phone by the by the van. But anyways, um real sick is to put a new record out. Um a couple actually. Um one's called Quarantine, the other one's called Love Is for Lovers. I think that's the single and um it's <laughs> great band a great band if you like uh, bands like chick stiggett ramones uh queers any of those types of bands you will love this and you'll hear some of it well we kind of did the song a little bit different we actually did like dvd commentary because i didn't have any of the music so we actually just streamed it right off youtube took a big chance ladies and gentlemen real sickies on the apple Ob podcast What time is it? Is it Eastern Standard it's Time? It's 7 30. We're Eastern, yeah. So it's all good. Okay. Uh, You're an hour, so, or half hour early. It's all good.
1: i uh, uh. Yeah, that was my bad. I, I'm from the maritime So to me, Eastern Standard <laughs> Time is New Brunswick time.
0: It's confusing.
2: Something... It's super confusing. We should just all like, have the
0: same time and just get along.
2: I agree. Like You've got to agree about how light it is outside.
0: Well, it's just going to have to be darker at different times.
2: And that's the thing, right? And that's like the, the thing. At 2 PM in some places, the sun just goes down at 2 PM. You
0: just pretend that it's, well, it's dark, I'm tired. I go to bed at one in the morning, which is like a normal time for people in my area. And
2: the sun is blazing and that's just, I have blackout drapes.
0: And you know, the only thing that this will fix is when you get on podcasts. That's the only thing that, that remedies is that when it's time to go on a podcast, there's no, no confusion. <laughs>
1: is that just because there's no time in the podcast world
2: Just it's your no, it's, time it's all <laughs> yeah. two it for everyone oh man was, i've
0: done that so many times too i've like i usually take try to take a walk and I'll, be, I'll get a text from my friend in toronto saying hey you're supposed to be online like right now and i'm like 15 20 minutes away going okay and i just like huff at home trying to make sure that i you know oh yeah i sorry i uh, i was busy or something i make up an excuse um <laughs> I almost actually had to re- reschedule this because I le- I use Pro Tools and I left a little key at my work, so I'm using Reaper for the first time ever. Really, like I'm 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 Reapering it. I don't know if you guys are in that world of recording yep. stuff, but
2: Reaper is actually kind of our main thing. We make our albums with Reaper mostly. Pretty stuff. good, eh? Like it's it's, it's free. Great.
1: I like Audacity for uh, rec- recording, like radio stuff, for sure. Yeah.
0: When do you start? When you start having to actually pay for Reaper? Because so, it so usually just counts down, and you're like, I think I can still use it, and it
2: never stops. Never it, stops. It's like sixty bucks for like a non-commercial license, but it'll tell you that you've been using it for however many years. Yeah. Um, and then just offer. that they're, they're sort of like we don't want to put limits on the software, but you know. Please, please buy our
0: software yeah yeah no it's definitely a diy thing and i like it because it's like a sandbox you can kind of make it look and do whatever you want it to do you just need to have a little bit of patience and savvy i might yes. i may be mixing and surround sound with it in a couple of months so i have to kind of learn it anyways that's crazy but enough about me um so yeah welcome back to the show was it both you guys i i and benny and i did was yeah. on the show when i'm sorry i didn't get your name evan Evan, were you guys both on the show last time? Yeah. yeah in Kelowna,
1: yeah. was it? Uh yeah, I think it was in we were in Kelowna. We on tour? Yeah, we were on tour. I think we taped the uh we taped the phone to the front of the bumper of the van, I think, to yeah, get we us in all the- in there. It was in the parking lot.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was an interesting show for sure. <laughs>
2: you should have fallen those little tripods
1: yeah
0: i had one where i had to do one with a band and like we're loading in like right now so can we do this in like five minutes and 20 minutes of time i'm like well i guess didn't turn out that good but uh (laughs) but yeah you know like you know i guess we've had this this thing this unspeakable plague that's been ravishing everything and everybody um the big question is is how have you been coping um or have you been coping
1: yeah we make records and we <laughs> and videos and, uh and we do it that way right now um I, we're getting by mm-hmm. like it's hard to function uh it's different like we wrote a whole album in march uh when it all kind of went down and we just started sending tracks back and forth to each other we wrote and recorded and released uh an lp uh, in seven days so that kept us pretty busy off the, the get-go and then um making videos from home and being isolated same kind of way uh definitely kind of took away a couple of months of just like where are we yet because we kind of got to ease into it for me i don't know
2: yeah, yeah i was a killer for a lot of bands and i mean i've been joking all year every band just became an album band Like it's if you don't go into the studio, you're not producing any kind of work. Um, There was merch drops though. It was kind of like, I remember when bars were sort of doing deliveries of food and drink just to keep themselves open. Bands were kind of doing the same thing and even partnering with bars to kind of do sort of merch deliveries. But yeah, if if a band's not working, it's that sort of momentum thing. You just lose it and stagnate. So Mm -hmm. we make it.
1: I also (laughs) think people are excited for for new music and and whatnot and so we want to keep writing so we ended up doing i guess two albums in a, in a year uh i think that's kind of how that works
2: well i mean we started mm-hmm. this latest one in august 2019 so we were demoing those these songs for a while and this is kind of like this is sort of the big major project and quarantine was sort of a response to like an emerging situation
1: yeah it was a, just the emergency of of it all like things are different now so let's write about what we think it's gonna be like and and it checked out <laughs> you know, i think uh, it was pretty pretty close to all of it
2: i think i think some of it in retrospect might seem a little glib but i mean we didn't know how serious the thing was gonna get so there's there's some sense of like i don't want to say like we were taking the piss out of it because i think we were respectful the whole time and we were safe about the way we did it but it was obviously became a bigger situation than we could have ever expected.
1: But I think acknowledging like writing a song from a virus's point of view, like being like Casper, the friendly ghost, (laughs) um, like to me writing it from that point of view, kind of, I don't know, in in a sense, it made me think of how serious it actually was to like,
2: I don't know. It's well, we captured a lot of the spirit I in the beginning so. too, of like we're all in this together, and it's like yeah. it's unfortunate that that didn't kind of last longer. But for the first couple of months, everybody was sort of like, let's make banana bread and watch Marie Kondo and <laughs> and like it's like everybody was having this sort of moment together, and then yeah sadly went back to the way we usually do things. But I think, yeah. like, I think the album is a snapshot. It's like, I won't say that like I regret anything on there because I think it's a great record, but it's just. It's a snapshot of that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think that kind of like was able to push us through to finally get this album out. It was, you know, like a good kick towards like, "Okay, let's do love is for lovers. Let's do this album that we've been working on, you know? So Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, So I don't know what
1: pandemic. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people say I've been socially distancing for uh, 30 years now, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I love it. I don't see anyone like
2: yeah. A stack of books and video games that I've been trying to get through. It's it's nice. I'm finally making progress. But yeah, I miss I mean, people though. We yeah, we miss people. We miss playing in front of them, and uh we want to get back to that. So we're hoping that like people get excited about the new record and the new songs and and all that stuff because you know it's it's kind of a sonic next step for us. We're kind of breaking out of the mold a little bit and trying some new stuff.
0: That's great. You know, unfortunately, I didn't get any music sent to me, so I, uh, I well, uh, can't play anything.
2: <laughs> you can get that email we sent this morning. Jeez, how did that I must have got stuck in the um in the email post office.
0: Well, you're going to uh, have to get your people to send my people being me I'll, I'll music. And-
1: I'm going to message Chad right now once I find my phone and say, what the hell, Chad? <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's you know it's hard to have a discussion about the the songs are really good though. You'll have to take our word for it. Right
0: well, now. when you send it, I'll plop it in. I don't like doing it that way, but it's um, it's not my favorite way to. Uh, to... Well, hey, I
1: tell you, I tell you what, you
0: got the internet there right now. Right? I got it right here. Yeah. Okay. Well, set my fingertips, that? and then go to YouTube. All right. Hold on. Which one am I going to
2: use here? Hold on.
0: Oh. I got to use this one. All
2: right. We were just about the first song though. Super, yeah. uh, sort of widely available.
0: So professional here. Hold on a second.
1: Ah, I don't know my own password.
0: All right. Um,
1: okay, yeah, so you're gonna go to
0: YouTube. Well, actually, oh, okay, yeah. so we're back. i I got this ready to go, so let's. That's your communication breakdown. And is the video, do you want me to describe what's happening on the video while. Well, for, the, for the blind? Here it comes. Well, it could be louder. Did you guys have to rent a plane?
1: Uh, we actually got the plane for three. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, we were able to it it was tricky. But um let's say it didn't get in the in the air off. <laughs> didn't fly well. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: that is that is it sounds more skizzive than it is being borrowed be in there.
1: We yeah, had a very Thank you.
0: great you could easily escape that you're thin enough i wouldn't i'd be stuck in there born to make <laughs> the part do the part oh shit there's an alien that's yeah. not an alien It's like some sort of demagogue yeah there's, I
2: think there was a, it. <laughs> there's a guy holy jesus <laughs>
0: like that yeah i did <laughs> so what you can do with the green screen and and and, and um and uh in Final Cut, or is this iMovie?
2: This works by Eskimo, Premiere, and, like, Premiere. Uh, I to let go, not a lighter. and do <laughs> the next videos on this.
0: You guys smoke a lot of drugs when you did this video? Uh,
2: um, a good percentage of us guess. We're
0: actually, like, planning for the... What well, is this, is Star
2: Trek? I think planning is a generous adjective. They will give us money, and we've spent a lot of time.
1: Green, green. I built a lot of the sets at home. You built it. Uh, a lot of spray paint went into it. A lot <laughs> and that big rock is a giant piece of styrofoam right that and painted that
0: take a look. yeah. You put it in there, yeah. right? the theater mode. Now you can see it better. Now
1: you can see it. Oh yeah.
2: That's uh, sitting currently at uh, it was 48,658 and now 659 views. Thanks.
0: 48,641 views. And how long is that? Since June 17th. Holy crap. We're having a time. That's a really good. You guys and are can, popular kind of cool. and stuff.
2: We watched it through your screens, so it kind of got... I don't, think it, does it, I don't think it gives us credit for that one. No, <laughs> it doesn't work
0: that way. It'd be very good if it did, though. <laughs> Someone figure out a way to yeah. check. So the ch- check
2: this and the FBI would count as views for all the people that they're watching through their webcams. Like, it'd be...
0: Yeah. Does it know how many people are watching it naked? Because that would be a good statistic to know and find out.
2: I think the metrics don't go far enough. I don't know
1: how many dogs are listening to it. I don't <laughs> know how many dogs are sitting at home just hitting.
0: It's tested on oh, animals. It's tested yeah. on we, animals.
2: We need to make a record at a frequency dogs can enjoy.
0: Yeah, very high and quiet. If, if
2: the pandemic continues, that's what you can expect from us. Is, is I, think, uh, I think that is too much. By dogs, for dogs.
0: Buy does four does. Well, there's this band from the late 90s, early 2000s called Closet Monster, and they used to put these things going like our records are tested on animals. Three cats didn't like it, and one walked away. You like, one was not interested at all in it.
2: That's pretty good. Cats are usually pretty ambivalent. I think it's a pretty cat review. I think if you had two cats interested, that's, that's a hot record.
0: If you had a cat and a piano and it started running up and down because it was music, then probably that'd be a good sign that it likes it. My cat's an asshole, by the way, just letting you know.
2: This is all. This is also a standard cat phenomenon.
0: They're just horrible f- monsters, like that live in your house. That yeah. Sorry, I they got my mail going off now. I think. Oh man. So um, so you guys gonna obviously. Are, where where is your hometown again? Is it Vancouver? Like, are you guys? Edmonton. Where's that? Edmonton. Edmonton. Or,
1: it's more like Edmonton, but Edmonton. Um- <laughs> yeah. Edmonton Ed- Ed- yeah, Ed-
2: yeah, Ed- yeah. by way of Moncton.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Edmonton and Edmonton,
0: they're doing a really nice Chai Pig memorial at uh, one of the pubs there.
2: What's yeah, it called? It's almost done. Yeah, it's, um, like really beautiful. It's that jump image.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I saw a picture of it. It looks really, really fantastic. So most of you are from Edmonton, then, is what I. I yeah, get. yeah. And Benny, you moved in from the east coast to 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 join in with the what are they called, the Chinooks and ice storms.
1: Yeah, I did that. That was nice. Actually, it sucked.
0: It was the worst.
1: I m- I moved here like to a small town, and those those guys are jerks. Or maybe I was insecure. But <laughs> it helped write a lot of music. So
0: <laughs> the weather is yeah. Some of the greatest guitar players in the world um are come from Regina because it's too cold there to do anything in the winter except play guitar. I
2: yeah. believe that
0: it's a fact. It's a, it's a true true fact. No lies. Um. So when Edmonton's great because, you know, Calgary's just down there. There's there are places to actually play. You know, like you're only, you know, a van ride away from Vancouver and the mountains and beautifulness and, you know, it's it's a good location to be in.
1: Uh, going through the like that way, um, all the small towns. We haven't played Nanton yet, and Nanton's close. Nanton
2: is a sweet town.
1: Yeah, we'd like to play Nanton. That's what we want. Where's Nanton?
2: Not small town. Nanton, Alberta is
1: between Calgary and Lethbridge. And it's, oh, okay, it's, okay. Yeah.
0: South it's south of,
2: yeah.
1: It's just, it's a small town, and they have, like, a whole main street of antique malls and collectibles, and there's a candy store. It's a sweet it's, candy like, store. Great little old tavern once people can go, go there again, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I did yep. a show with SNFU in, in Lethbridge, and they were the p- kids were throwing beer bottles at the cop cars. It was like a riot. Yeah.
2: Lethbridge is like people like you think of it as kind of a smaller town, but it's like it's a hard city. It's for pretty hard,
0: people.
2: man. Like they've got a um, there's like that whole Deathbridge thing. Like there's a really big scene out there. They love their punk rock.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And it was like in this weird mall, the show in this old store. And like there was like a dollar store or something next door to it. And yeah, I remember this place going off and like leaving and there's we're packing up. The kids were like basically starting fights with cops. And then, Jeez. you know, the cops would never leave their car because, like, well, they're throwing stuff. You know, come on. I want to go home. I want to live. And it was, it was an, it was a, yeah, a nutty scene. I think I recorded a band in Lethbridge too when I used to have this traveling recording studio thing. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird place. You're right. Cause it's hard. It's small. And there's not much to do. That's what makes the, the town. Also-
1: little satellite towns outside of there, like um, Coldale and Colehurst, surprisingly has a punk scene.
2: Coldale, I hear really likes metal, too. Yeah. Is there, uh, there's some uh, you hear, like... the hooligans. The hooligans?
0: <laughs> Who, who's how? What band kind of kept that going like over the years? Because that's just something that just doesn't pick up. Like it's it's sort of been there for a long time
2: i know for me like for, I, for leftbridge like the last few years is just like i think a couple of old punks have just been sort of putting on shows at like the moose hall or like whatever venues that they can get kind of thing mm-hmm. and but they've been figuring out ways to get bands in where like you know we've gotten requested bigger bands that have, than have much bigger bands than us have rolled through there and it's not like you wouldn't think of it as a traditional like tour stop for you know like a band on say fat records or something but mm-hmm. it they they just have this way of booking these really attractive shows that, you know, kids want to go to. And, you know, that, that's, I mean, that's all any punk scene is, is just people going to shows and putting on shows. So as long as there's yeah. people active in it, it's going to be a good scene.
0: It's location-based, too. Because if you're a band leaving, like, somewhere around Calgary or Regina, you want to play shows. And Canada doesn't have a lot of towns. So therefore, some places need to keep, keep the thing going because there's there's you're not just doing a service to the people in the community but bands kind of rely on it to to keep keep their bread and butter going you know i i lived in winnipeg for a while and we'd leave and we'd play in brandon like every other seemed like every other week but that's like two hours away and brandon would be like this insane place because it was like there's a show and like people would freak out because there's not much I to do best there what's I that
1: kind of, i played the folk fest in in Brandon
0: mm-hmm. years ago
1: and uh an old label mate was from Brandon so I have a I have this very fondness for Brandon but we don't get to play there I don't think we've played there as real sickies but yeah it's like there's,
2: there's just not enough surrounding to like
1: but I would I would way rather break it up like I think last time we we were coming back from uh it wasn't where was it the across from Detroit St. Oh St. Windsor. Uh, Windsor. Windsor. Sorry. I don't know why that's I spaced on Windsor. It must be the Windsor going through my Canadian head. Canadian Shield drive.
2: It was so traumatic. <laughs> yeah. It was like fried or
1: yeah, it was uh basically drive from there and drive around the and through the Canadian shield, and then instead of going through the States, it adds up a lot of hours and to try and get to just to the other side and we did get to the other side we got to uh kenora
0: Kenora. yeah that's just the edge of edge of ontario right yeah yeah and that was
1: like i mean we played for 10 people and it was amazing um after a
2: 28-hour drive but no it was super fun (laughs)
1: like the community was like they were super nice
2: yeah
1: um we had yeah like it just to be able to stop somewhere after that long of a drive and yeah. to be able to connect with like the 10 or 15 people that are cool and just want to see music and, and have a good time. Yeah. Was, uh, see,
2: they were stoked to see a show. Cause again, that, that isolation prevents, you know, you know, it's a show is an event, even if it's not a huge bill.
0: Yeah. It's a happening. It's, it's, it's totally, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, they're excited because it's like people for, that we don't know are going to be here. And they to be doing stuff, and we saw them on the TV and on the YouTube. So I think it's <laughs> going to be a good time, you know. And and this it's one of those rare moments where you guys, your presence on not you not your real presence is really you know you guys are are you're a people you, but people perceive you as being nutty kids on uh, YouTube. So they watch yeah. what they want to see, right?
2: But yeah. it's also like my, it's like. You know the cameras turn off and my you know our daily lives is, is still that chaotic so
0: it's,
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's just harder work to film and edit it but like i mean yeah just that that sense of having somebody from out of town when my dad was in a event in the 70s they used to lie on the posters and say they were from vancouver nice what was uh, the band they, called uh they were in a band called the money band back is there right?
0: youtube can i get a youtube presence
2: i they they got as far as almost touring as an opening act for april wine and i
0: think Whoa. A- i worked fun. for april wine <laughs> can you
1: get us a tour with doug and the slugs yeah, i don't dude. think
0: doug's alive anymore i think uh, doug I, is, the- I think doug died Sorry, play that doug. funky music the money is it that money
2: is i don't know it's pretty
0: 70s like no, they it- they just called the money
2: uh, the only evidence that I've heard of it recorded is on actual reel-to-reels.
0: Oh, and, that's not YouTube. It doesn't have reel-to-reels. Yeah,
2: I couldn't find a player. <laughs> but it's a different service. The online reel-to-reels. But <laughs> yeah. that like, and shield thing was because, like, we didn't realize the tour routing was gonna take us through Detroit, and none of. Well, I think Ben had a passport because it was his ID at the time. But I knew us. ahead of time. Just <laughs> like, didn't also have an ID, but. Like yeah, I I didn't have a passport period, and I I think a couple of the other guys didn't. So the plan changed. Well, you've got to be in Kenora, uh, like tomorrow. So it's like basically we so had a day off. We <laughs> had we had the day off, but it was a day off of driving through the Canadian Shield. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that's not fun to do, especially like in May when like the the moose are out to make other yeah. moose because it gets really dangerous at night. There's yeah, been people I, mean, I know that've been run off the road and yeah,
1: <laughs> it's uh. We did it in fall and and tried to it's get beautiful. most of it in the daytime. Like we were able to break it up, uh, and which it is, like it is unfortunate. Yeah, it's it, like the in autumn, it's just amazing. Like all the colors. Yeah. it's just like you just you kind of get in that mind of like being on the road on this long drive. But it's like that spot you can actually just zone out and yeah, it you can. Com- like, just take it all in. And
0: yeah. It's kind of It's good in the day. At nighttime, yeah. it's yeah. sketchy. I don't know what it's like now, but yeah, I remember like, you'd leave Sault Ste. Marie, and then cell phones would just stop working. And you'd be like... Mm-hmm.
2: That, that was the other thing, is, like, trying to, to, you know, communicate with the label or the guys doing routing or, like, the venue or literally anybody, you know, even, you know, you know, of us trying to get a hold of just, our wives or kids or who have you. Yeah. Like,
1: Forced downtime, it's like it's you can't be connected to anybody except for who's driving. And yeah. at that time everyone's probably a little disconnected into their own observant ways. So it's it's just a yeah, it's a game changer in your life, you know. And well, you gotta do like, it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Nothing like
2: eight hours of forced introspection introspection in a van with a bunch of smelly goods. Yeah. Just, everybody should
0: do it, you know, because everybody in Cuba has oh, to join true. the army. So they might as well make it with well, like a punk rock rite of passage where you have to get in a van with people you kind of like, you know, or you get to know really well after the first couple of days. That tour reminded yeah.
2: me of like the, the connotation of like tour as in tour of duty. I was like, I, I think I get why they call it that
1: now. Yeah. Somebody had forgot uh I'm not, I'm not blaming I'm not bringing out like
2: <laughs> somebody, in the, band somebody in the band. There was,
1: there was uh, some food, some meats that was kind of, on the bottom of the floor in the not proper bag and it, that's a long drive so it's the van gets attended. hot right yeah and uh i was sleeping on the floor laying down and all i could smell is just i'm like is that someone's feet that can't be that can't be but it was or the hunts. just horrible rotting meat like next to my face <laughs> for hours there was also
2: um <laughs> could i have moved yeah probably yeah. but uh <laughs> there was a the thing of hummus that fell down the side of the door like where you like stick maps and stuff that little like yeah. sort of slot and uh nobody caught that for i think about a week
1: actually we weren't that that bad what was the hummus different
2: so. too the hummus was a very specific incident it was there we're, was there was a lot of upset people about the hummus.
1: we're fine respectable gentlemen <laughs> and our tours are really clean and and <laughs> really well tank, and,
2: you know. and <laughs> if, if the guy who lends us his van is ever ever hears this none of this happened <laughs> well, happen. those are the good stories
0: yeah well i've had several horrible van occurrences but it, it always you can look back oh yeah that was kind of fun but what i do tomorrow probably not probably not i mean you guys are young right you're young guys
2: i've got a few i got a couple more uh-huh. of these in me i think but yeah it's um it does take quite a bit out it it's a young person's game for sure. Like living in a van. Yeah. And and playing show after show and not getting showers. Showers are a big one.
0: I I'm okay with not showering. I'm just the part of not having somewhere to sleep and shit. That's my as you get older you start realizing like I need a place to shit and I need a place to sleep.
1: I don't know. If it's for young people, it's kinda like, do you change your name to Kevin Seconds or <laughs> like what are you gonna do? <laughs>
0: yeah, no, yeah. no. what I'll do is I'll get a band together with all eighteen year old kids who can only drink in Manitoba or Quebec, and I'll uh, take them on tour with me, then I would be in seven seconds for sure, yeah a bunch that's, of children
2: that, that <laughs> there's nothing like that look of the like the the older gentleman who is not like the established original member of the band with a band of kids. He's yeah. the cool old guy in the band,
0: yeah, it's horrible. I don't want to be that guy. I put together once I put together this band in Italy to go play two shows and um they didn't really speak english and i obviously didn't speak italian and there was some pretty interesting and they were probably 10 years younger than me so the age appropriateness was fairly balanced not really and yeah. um there was a lot of cultural uh, differences that were shared when not that were expressed um yeah it, you know it was but it was a, would i do it tomorrow no no never do it never do that again
2: well, that- <laughs> The thing is, is that it's like each each kind of one is is a little bit different. Where you walk into a situation, you get really excited for it, and then some really weird thing happens like that, and then you're like, oh, that was a lot of fun, but I would I'd never do it tomorrow. And then you get an opportunity to do something, and you go, oh, but it's not going to be like that thing. It's going to be different in these three ways, and then it totally just it's the same. Is it, it's a new traumatic event <laughs> that you also have fun memories of.
0: I played in a band with a guy who just started drinking, and he'd been straight edge his whole life. And oh. that was an exciting couple of tours.
2: Like a, like a born-again Booze.
0: Yeah, no, he was like a straight-edge guy, like super into like you know the movement from the 90s. And then when we did our first tour, our first tour was in Europe. And it was like insane. And it was like, I was just talking to him today, but he was just like a complete Lugan knucklehead that could not be tamed. You know, you'd say, dude, go to bed. He's like acting like an 18-year-old kid who's like, had his first, snuck his first bottle of brandy, you know, bad news, bad news. And
2: when the brakes get turned off on tour, generally speaking, I think people sort of lose their inhibitions. They're more likely to kind of wild out. And then if you don't have much of a tolerance for the sauce, that could be a deadly combination.
0: It was for him almost <laughs> because gonna of me.
2: <laughs> it's going to fucking kill him.
0: Uh, <laughs> um. So, <laughs> uh so, so you guys, you know, touring is the thing you guys do. What's the longest tour you guys ever did?
2: It was not the last one, but the one before, right? That was the Out of Space tour. Uh, the
1: one, not the last one, but the one before that. The one before that was the. the First tour, yeah. And the, the one that became after that, and then I think the.
2: uh I don't know. I think it was the 2018, because that was 17, 18 dates. Something like that. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, our last tour got cut short, obviously, because of the of the pandemic. And then the previous tour was...
1: For Out of Space. Was for Out of Space. Okay, yeah. so that does make sense. Uh, we've gone out to, like, I don't know, like, all the tours just kind of seem like they're all there. That's just, like, that's the life uh, of, like, There's no difference between the tours, I guess, if that makes sense. They all kind of lump into one, but like word so much like the mental experience of it was, but we did get to do, we went out to, on our first physical release, we did have flown out to Halifax and then did, I think it was maybe 13 days then just kind of ambitious. Like, let's just get out there and work our way back. And we, we, Ended in Hamilton, maybe it was Toronto. Uh, we played uh, Bovine the last few times now and it's always been awesome, but kind of end there and head home and then-
2: We actually, we played them a year to the date.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Once yeah. apart, so we we played them um, the year before the Raptors won the championship and then we played there right after they would won and like the entire <laughs> like area surrounding Bovine was completely different, like that whole park. <laughs> murals of like you know yeah. weed forth and it was like it was a really jubilant you know yeah
1: also it's interesting to note that nick cave was in toronto that same day one year to the day same night time
0: <laughs> coincidence i think not
1: yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> was i was but... in
0: uh, london with lois Lowe we're at the london music hall when the they were they were like, somehow it was, we're like, okay, it looks like it's gonna game's going to be over soon. So the band stopped playing and they're trying to like, and they're, we're getting updates. And I'm like, uh, they, you know, we're so it's like, this is the longest two minutes ever because it's supposed to be, there's two minutes left in the game. And then I don't know what happened, but it kept just getting belabored, belabored. So we're like, ah, oh, fuck it. So they just ended up playing. I'm like, I guess they won. <laughs> and that was, that was it.
2: In sports is like, could be anywhere from two minutes to 700 Is <laughs> It really crazy, depends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you guys, the Bovine is my favorite place on Earth. Um, there's a few other nicer clubs. I hope. I believe they're sticking around. I hope everybody is. After you know, there's a few. I don't think we lost too many major clubs in Toronto from the plague. Um, but you know, everybody's everybody's hanging on. I like the, the fact you're talking about doing merch with clubs and, and sort of working together and doing that stuff.
1: Yeah, that was a good one. Ninety nine ten
2: came up with that one. And yeah, they were super smart about so it. Yeah
1: teamed it up with like yeah alcohol sales and you can get uh like different cocktails and martinis or whatever yeah. for different bands and different beer packages so it, it was really hard it was uh community has been able to help each other up but it's it's hard to say like where things are gonna go
0: how yeah. things are gonna go. What's your guys thoughts on the live streaming and and that type of promotion
2: i love it personally i mean it's not just the You know the pandemic thing like we did a live stream in january but because alberta had tighter restrictions at the time um we did it the same way we did our record where we actually sort of our first our
1: first regular year quarantine
2: yeah so the way we did you know quarantine was we were all in our separate you know apartments or houses and just sending tracks back and forth this way we kind of just tracked sort of quasi live versions of the songs and then Ben sort of did a live vocal performance slash interacting with the crowd and then we streamed it sort of like a Brady Bunch grid style where there's all these different blocks moving so we don't us.
1: we don't like live streaming <laughs> we
2: don't like, it's not, that's not the uh, it's not technically live and it's really not efficient it's just
1: logistics uh, to actually have a bunch of people in the same
0: room anyway like yeah totally while. totally yeah you need the square footage to be able to do stuff like that too yeah. Play. No, that Starlight Sessions was something that I really got into, like, and they jumped in at immediately, because I remember the first day of lockdown, I was talking to Paul McKenzie from Real McKenzie's, and he's like, he's there, and they ended up, instead of playing in front of people, they did the Starlight Sessions. I think that was either one of the first ones.
2: That was, that was actually we were supposed to play that night.
1: Um, we were on tour with the Real McKenzie's, and that so. was... Um, so we started, we started in Cumberland, which was amazing, and then... Uh, we were able to do the bc dates and the that's kind of when like pandemic stuff was starting to go down and we weren't really aware of like the the news that was going on like you know we get just to the venue and and not listening to the radio kind of like then start getting texts being like man everyone's going crazy like the toilet paper is out of like stock and all this stuff and
2: we got spotty reception so we can't check the news or anything yeah and Safeway and there's actually no toilet paper. So but it's crazy.
1: Yeah. So when we were on that tour with them and they we're gonna do that show, and that was the show that we we're kind of like, is this one gonna happen? Is uh like this was a big it was a kind of satellite show for the tour, like that was gonna Homecoming be
2: coming show for us, sold out
1: great for them, and like uh but yeah, Starlight pulled it together like really quick. And it's been awesome to be able to see stuff
2: like that. And it was like, it was by the middle. Cause I was actually downstairs in the venue. Cause I lived at the time about like three blocks from starlight. And so I just, I drove down to get ready for the show. I'm having a meal hanging. Like I had friends who'd come in from out of town to see the show and and we're talking They're like, so is the show going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And we're sort of getting updates by the minute. And in the end they said, okay, well the, the real Mackenzies are going to do a live stream. So they just, and it, it was amazing how quickly they set up the cameras and got the computer computer equipment going and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got up on stage with the McKenzies and sang Bugger Off at the end of the set and that was a nice time my mom got to watch it so
0: yeah. Well yeah, I so, well kudos to those guys for doing that, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. Um that place was Republic, was that the Republic? Well, no, not Republic. What was that place called before that? Um There
1: was but- is- Bronx. Bronx. Front. That's it. And,
0: Republic was in Calgary. My bad. Yeah. yeah. It's been there forever. I played there like in 1992.
1: <laughs> I was thinking into their underage. Like, started going. I think I saw Guttermouth and like, I don't know who else I would have seen there, but with the stage was on the opposite end.
0: Yep. Yeah. With uh, the brick wall, like, or something. There was like yeah. a weird brick wall kind yeah. of thing going. Yeah.
1: It was, it was cool. they like, be a young punk and seeing shows there that was kind of neat and um and then when they switched the they switched the stage and it was good it was good it slants down but that means more people can see which mm-hmm. is kind of nice but uh you kind of if you're doing a circle pit you kind of just get like the one bigger leg at the end of the night because mm-hmm. you're kind of uphill <laughs> <laughs>
2: slightly more muscular yeah. it's an
0: yeah. oval because you're running up and then you got to do a quick turn and go oh, down
2: that's right <laughs> the place has huge history in the city oh totally yeah there. so the stage
0: it, is sort of close to the road now right like where the road street now. yeah because that's where it was in the early 90s and then in the, the late 90s they moved it over to the back where the it was facing the other way and then I guess it's back
2: yeah, but if this if sta if this floor is slanted toward the stage, wouldn't that mean if taller people at the front is just like way worse? Wouldn't it be better <laughs> if it was like, you know, like Coliseum style?
0: I just remember, I just remember sort of off to the back and maybe to the, you know, when you go down that long weird alleyway. Yeah, the, the, when you got to the where the stage was, you're at the end of that that long alleyway and just jutted in left, and that's where the stage was.
2: Oh, so it's almost like a side stage door. Yeah, that's actually like another. It's, like, separated into its own venue now.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, area. yeah.
2: Another stage that actually faces, I guess it would be north or whatever. So now it's, like, technically it's three venues. So there's there's Temple in the back, the Starlight in the front kind of main area, and then downstairs they have uh, River City Revival, which used to be Bricks, which was actually the place we played our first live show.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were there, I remember there, and looking up, and there's, like, this all this red shit on the f- ceiling, and they're like, oh, Guar was here. And they go, yeah. <laughs> Because Guar used to just play places like that and, and completely ruin clubs.
2: <laughs> we actually had a bit of a reputation for that. Ben uh, had baby powder in his hair all the time. He used to like shake it out. It would make this huge cloud of like it was sort of like um, like a really Spartan like fog effect that would happen. And it would look great because he'd like bang his head and then it would just be this huge cloud. But uh, yeah, venue owners were not. Exactly, in love with it.
1: Well, then I found out that talking powder gives you cancer, and like when you, <laughs> when you're jumping around and you just shake your head and you got a big dust and you're like, <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, and it felt great. So I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't want the on my conscious to like, like to get uh, other people sick, and tried to keep it. I tried to keep it cool, but there was sometimes that the cap, the cap fell off when we were playing with chicks. Dig it, <laughs> and uh, that didn't go over too great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always thought it was fair, but like, you know, uh, but otherwise it was pretty good. There was Mm -hmm. only a two or three, four, uh, maybe like I can count on two hands. Uh, how many times?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, well, I toured with us in a few for like six years and some of the shit that Chai would do would be absolutely insane. He would throw, uh, we would put, they would throw corn oil into the crowd and then cream puffs. Yeah, so <laughs> people would be wiping out on the corn oil in the pit and then coming up with like puffed wheat on their faces. And uh he would do was <laughs> having the craziest stuff. Um yeah, he was a nut to tour with. I had a room with him too. Man, that guy was crazy. Um yeah, he would just do insane stuff like uh, um he would say, "Can you whoever was just can you take me to the variety store?" and they would just pick up like supplies. To fuck with the crowd with you know
1: that's like i would hear those stories like um like i was roadieing for wednesday night heroes uh for for a long time in my youth and like getting to like learn how to tour then and like those guys would tell me all the stories about the shows and i hear about the, the wheat puffs and and this even the shows like in edmonton that i went to people were using quick syrup like Nestle quick and yelling blood fuck and like just completely like painting the walls red and halls and <laughs> like you know children's pool table or pools filled with jello and people just diving into this stuff. It's like to me, baby powder didn't seem that
2: bad. We <laughs> should I bring back the jello pools <laughs> now that I think about it. Like uh, the
0: little ones that you wrestle in or like like the the, the kitty pools full of jello? Man, that, that sounds like you need a really good walk-in freezer to create that that's type the, of experience.
2: That's like a late fall activity. You need to get the right night where it's just kind of cool enough that you
0: yeah. can leave it up for night. Or you just play Wild Wings, like all of them, because you know they got a big-ass freezer back there, right? And you just throw, hey, we need to connect with you. We got to send this kiddie pool, fill it through the some jello. You're cool with that, right? It only weighs 400 pounds when it's full.
2: It needs to start putting on shows, because that's like an untapped market, just Yellow bath nights and punk rock and wings wings and punk
0: yeah that'd be kind of fun um well man i guess you know i wish you guys all the luck because it was good having you on the show again that was kind of neat you know and you know different publicists and same band and same guys and
1: yeah i was kind of looking at uh like the email and like how to set it up and like and i'm like oh yeah we did do this like yeah. this is Guys, yeah, so it's really cool to be able to reconnect over a couple of years.
0: Totally, man. And when you come to Toronto, let us know and uh, maybe we can try and uh, do something in person. Maybe a little yeah. bit of uh, do some live streaming. I got it yeah. all here.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> just just a less, like a more efficient way than we usually do it. Yeah, yeah
0: no, you don't need to be in these different rooms. Well, you could. That'd be kind of funny. My family would hate me and you, but it'd be kind of fun to do.
2: How many rooms does your house have for like a six uh, piece?
0: Well, it's got two bathrooms, uh, laundry oh, yeah. room. We put it's you in no the little living room up there, which we will call the TV room. Somebody over here drums are here already. Uh yeah, no, no problem. I had old wives here. They were played up. They played upstairs in my uh, living room. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's fun times. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that's that's another Edmonton band, right? Old wives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good dudes.
1: Uh, I've been watching Darren play forever. Like. Well, not forever. Like, I'm older than him or something. Like, <laughs> like he was one of the most influential drummers that I've seen out of Edmonton. Oh, he's like, such a great drummer, cool.
0: too. He reminds yeah. me, like, of a young Bill Stevenson, like, where he sort of, everything he moves around is, like, kind of has purpose, but it's kind of frantic at the same time. It's fun it's to watch. A,
1: yeah, character-wise, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, my it's God. Yeah. Cool. He's, yeah, he's funny because it's like, he's, yeah, absolutely a character, too. I mean, he's a good guy in that band, too. And honestly, the, the other two guys are good, too, you know but ryan and uh sean yeah yeah hey look at
1: beautiful gentlemen they are, are great
0: night? dudes well anyways man like yeah for sure come to toronto i'll uh i'll see you there we'll uh we'll, we'll have some fun and no baby powder no baby yeah
1: powder. you got it not in the studio anyway not in the studio well maybe outside yeah i'll yeah. awesome.
0: we'll see you yeah thanks, okay man. well
1: awesome awesome all to right. see you thanks there yeah you good man. to see you guys too <laughs> I just hang up on this thing and then it's
0: There you go Real Sickies on another episode They were on before I think their episode was 200 and something Yeah Yeah Three years ago But anyway It's great to see you guys back Great to see a new record The record sounds phenomenal And uh, you should go pick it up I will have all the details uh, in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the podcast week after week after week. Thanks to Chad, uh, my new friend who is a publicist based out of, of Vancouver. also plays in a couple of bands out there. Spitfire's being one of them. Thanks for sending me these great bands. It's been it's been great. You get a chance to uh, hear what the West Coast has to say these days. So anyways, we will see you next week. I hope you are doing well let's get out of this pandemic stuff and uh, let's 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 bang see you